48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Richard Pine. The headlines. Liu Xia, the widow of the late Nobel laureate Liu Xiaobo, who has been under house arrest for years, has left Beijing and is on her way to Berlin. Details are expected later today into the government's commission of inquiry looking into shoddy work practices at the Hongham station of the MTR shot into Central Rail Link. And U.S. President Donald Trump picks a conservative judge, Brett Kavanaugh, as his nominee to replace retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy in the Supreme Court. Liu Xia, the widow of Nobel Peace Prize laureate Liu Xiaobo, has left China and is on her way to Germany, according to one of her friends. Ye Du says Liu Xia boarded a Finnair flight to Europe earlier, although her brother is still in Beijing. Tom McElinden has details. Liu Xia was put under house arrest soon after her husband was detained on subversion charges in 2009. Liu Xiaobo died in July last year, not long after the authorities said he'd been diagnosed with terminal liver cancer. Liu Xia was reported to have been suffering from depression, and in May, one of her friends, Lao Yiwu, quoted her as saying, dying is easier than staying alive since her husband's death. Mr Liao released a recording of a telephone conversation with Liu Xia, where they discussed her wish to leave China and go to Germany. Berlin said it would welcome Liu Xia in Germany and said it had been discussing her case with Beijing and would continue to do so. The report of her departure from China comes as Premier Li Keqiang is on a visit to Germany. He held talks with Chancellor Angela Merkel on Monday. Locally, the High Court has decided to allow the government's council to submit a report by mainland experts to argue why a decision by the National People's Congress Standing Committee cannot be challenged by local courts. The court also decided to combine five separate judicial review applications against the government's decision to allow mainland laws to be implemented in parts of the future West Kowloon Express Rail Terminus. It said in order to save time and cost, all five applications will be processed together and a hearing will be scheduled for October 30 and 31st. The government will shortly give details into its commission of inquiry into shoddy work practices found at the Hong Hom station of the Shat into Central Rail Link. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says it will reveal the scope of the investigation and the list of members on the commission. The executive council is expected to give its approval of the inquiry today, its last meeting before the summer break. Following the request from lawmakers to widen the scope to look at Tokwa Wan and exhibition centre stations, Mrs Lam says this may be included in the commission's recommendations. This terms of reference of the COI to be established will be confined to the Hongham station of the Satin Central Link. But I want to stress that uh, we will also invite the Commission on Inquiry to come up with recommendations after reviewing and investigating into what I call the systemic issues concerning the Mass Transit Railway Corporation as well as relevant parts of the government. The convener of the Executive Council, Bernard Chan, says it's unfair to call the shot into Central Rail Link a shoddy project, similar to ones that have failed on the mainland. Here's Timmy Song. Speaking exclusively to RTHK, the ex-co-convener admitted there were problems with the MTR Corporation's supervision of its starting to central project, but said he was still confident in its operational abilities and hoped the government's commission of inquiry could rebuild public trust in the rail firm. He said the inquiry should focus on problems at Hongham Station as issues at Tokwa Wan and Exhibition Centre stations were not too serious. He also said he was against calls for Lechko to investigate as this was only lengthen the whole process and turn it into a political issue. On another topic, Mr Chen said the government had many what he called basic policies to implement and if this were not done well, it would be difficult for the government to handle complicated legislation such as national security. 
especially as this depended on public trust in Beijing. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung says filibustering is a big hurdle to the government in implementing development projects. He was defending the party's proposal for the government to set up a fund for land reclamation and new town development, so it won't need lawmakers' approval. The pro-government party said the government could inject 30% of its budget surplus into the fund every year. Mr. Chung denied it would undermine lawmakers' power to scrutinize government spending. We just want the money ready and put aside, and how to use it. I mean, can can be discussed. Because、um, all the money from the development bureau has been talking for too long. I mean, the filibustering, especially for construction works, every item for at least twenty hours. So if you're talking about two hours per section, we're talking about ten sections. So each sections may takes a week. So we're talking about ten weeks to finalize one item. So that takes too long, and that's really give a big hurdle to the development. The chief executive Carrie Lam says a court of final appeal ruling that gives same-sex couples who've married abroad the right to have a dependent visa isn't about LGBT rights, but simply an immigration issue. The city's highest court earlier ruled unanimously that the director of immigration was wrong to refuse a British woman a dependent visa on the grounds that Hong Kong didn't recognise same-sex civil unions. Mrs. Lam was speaking before the weekly Exco meeting. The appeal is about important issue concerning whether the director of immigration has exercised fairly, without discrimination, the administration of his policy concerning the issue of dependent visa. So it's a question of immigration policy. The Hong Kong SLR government, of course, fully respects the、uh, judgment of the court of final appeal. So we are now studying the judgment, and that's why I personally also read the judgment fully once. And we will decide on the next step in compliance with that judgment. WWF Hong Kong says the government should develop unused industrial sites before turning to reclamation to boost land supply. The chief executive Carrie Lam has publicly said she supports reclamation as a preferred solution to find land for housing and development. But the conservation group's Samantha Lee says reclamation involves dredging, which is harmful to marine life. We think reclamation should be the last resort, and brownfield should be as the priority for the government to consider. Which the reclamation it takes ten to twenty years. At the moment, you said it's urgent to boost the land supply. Why don't you just go and consider brownfield site and other,、uh, for example, redevelopment of、uh, some、uh, urban areas and that? We have a lot of options. Hong Kong at the moment, there is still. No proven effective way for reclamation, which doesn't require judging a technique in Hong Kong. The government says it will negotiate with the housing society after it complained that slashing subsidised home prices would impact its financial sustainability. The chief executive Carrie Lam announced last month that the government would reduce the price of the flats from 70% of market value to 52%, so more families could afford them. Mrs. Lam says it could examine a deal in which the society needs to pay part of the full market value of the land. She says the government is willing to bear the costs, so subsidized flats can be more affordable. U.S. President Donald Trump has announced his nominee for the vacant seat on the Supreme Court. He's Brett Kavanaugh, a 53-year-old conservative justice who serves on the U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington. If confirmed, Judge Kavanaugh would move the Supreme Court even further to the right. The announcement was made in a televised address in the White House. Judge Kavanaugh has impeccable credentials, unsurpassed qualifications, and a proven commitment to equal justice under the law. Throughout legal circles, he is considered a judge's judge. He is a brilliant jurist 
universally regarded as one of the finest and sharpest legal minds of our time. The BBC's Peter Bowes has more on details on the nominee. Brenton Kavanaugh has been one of the front runners in this race for some time. He is the oldest at the age of 53 of those on the shortlist. He's a long-serving judge. He was appointed to the U.S. Court of Appeals of the District of Columbia Circuit. On the negative side, some on the right have expressed some concern about his, uh, quote, reliability on social issues such as abortion and healthcare. And that is significant, especially abortion, because that could potentially be one of the key issues that he might be required to rule on in the months and, and years to come. As Mr. Trump prepared to name his pick, supporters and opponents of the right to abortion held rival protests outside the Supreme Court. In Thailand, the third day of an operation to rescue the remaining five members of a youth football team is getting underway. The head of the, risk, the rescue mission said the health of the four boys and their coach still trapped was good. The BBC's Sophie Long is at the cave complex. Day three of this high-risk operation. So far, it's been successful. Eight of the boys have been brought out safely and are now recovering in hospital. Today, it will be the turn of the final four and potentially their football coach as well. With their guides, they will now have to dive through the jagged, narrow passageways that lead the way back to the outside world. But it's raining here now. There have been heavy downpours overnight and conditions here can change very quickly. The president of football's world governing body has invited the boys to the World Cup final in Moscow on Sunday if they make it out in time. At least 141 people are now confirmed dead in Japan following heavy flooding and mudslides. More than 70,000 rescue workers, including the fire service and the army, are involved in the relief effort, which was stepped up as the rains lessened yesterday. Several million people have been forced from their homes. Authorities have opened up school halls and gymnasiums to the displaced. The risk from landslides remains. Leading members of the Conservative Party in Britain say Prime Minister Theresa May appears to have weathered an immediate challenge to her leadership. During a turbulent 24 hours, she lost two of her senior ministers over her plans to keep close trade ties with the European Union after Britain leaves the bloc. The Foreign Minister Boris Johnson followed the chief Brexit negotiator out of the cabinet, blaming policies he said would leave the country with the status of a colony. Mrs May remained defiant. Over that time, I've listened to every possible idea and every possible version of Brexit. Mr Speaker, this is the right Brexit. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,804, 112 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $52 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.10 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 17 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 38 cents. Now to sport, here's Adam Chung. We start with tennis at Wimbledon, where Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer remain on course to meet in the men's singles final. The world number one Nadal booked his place in the last day with a straight sets victory over Yuri Vesely of the Czech Republic. Nadal is into the Wimbledon quarterfinals for the first time since 2011. I am just enjoying every single day that I had the chance to to keep playing here. Uh, have been a, a very positive four matches for me. You know, uh, I didn't play on grass since uh, one year. Uh, last year I played well. That, that was a, a good memory for me. Um, and just focus on trying to keep playing well. That's that's the only thing. 
Defending champion Roger Federer beat Adrian Manorino to cruise into the quarterfinals without dropping a set and will next face Kevin Anderson. Novak Djokovic takes on Kane Shikori while John Isner plays Milos Raonic. In the women's singles, Serena Williams is into the quarterfinals after beating the Russian qualifier Evgenia Rodina. Williams won 6-2, 6-2 in just over an hour and will next face Italy's Camilla Giorgi. Karolina Pliskova, the only top 10 player to reach the fourth round, was beaten by Kiki Burtons of the Netherlands. She now plays Germany's Julia Gerges. Angelique Kerber takes on Daria Kasakina, while Dominika Sibukova plays Yelena Ostapenko. Wimbledon officials have confirmed that the men's singles final will not be rescheduled to avoid clashing with the World Cup final on Sunday, even if England reached that final in Moscow. The men's singles final is due to start just two hours before the start of the World Cup final. The All England club said they won't be changing their plans, but Roger Federer believes FIFA and the World Cup organizers should be more concerned about clashing with Wimbledon. I'm more concerned that the World Cup final will have issues because of the Wimbledon final is going on. Because they'll heal all every point. Wow, oh my God, love 15. 15.30. And then the players are going to look up in the crowd and don't understand what's going on in Wimbledon. So, so that, that's how important Wimbledon is to me. Fans in Hong Kong can either not sleep tonight or wake up really early to watch the first of the semi-finals. France and Belgium kick off at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. The BBC's John Bennett reports from St. Petersburg. This isn't just a local derby in a geographical sense. This is a game full of stars who know each other very well. Both squads are packed with English Premier League talent. 13 Premier League players started combined for France and Belgium in the quarterfinals. Interestingly, one of the biggest stars didn't train on the eve of the match. Kylian Mbappe, not with the France squad who are training here at the St. Petersburg Stadium. However, Didier Deschamps, the France boss, says that all 23 of his players are fully fit. So France play Belgium tomorrow morning our time, and then on Thursday morning, it's England versus Croatia in Moscow. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Liu Xia, the widow of the late Nobel laureate Liu Xiaobo, who has been under house arrest for years, has left Beijing and is on her way to Berlin. Her friend Ye Du says she's boarded a Finnair flight to Europe. Details are expected later today into the government's commission of inquiry looking into shoddy work practices at the Hong Hom station of the MTR Shatin to Central Rail Link. And U.S. President Donald Trump picks a conservative judge, Brett Kavanaugh, as his nominee to replace retiring justice Anthony Kennedy in the Supreme Court. If confirmed, Judge Kavanaugh would move the court even further to the right. The news from RTHK.